Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver. At Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Okay, so the Broncos and Tim Patrick have agreed in principle to a contract extension. It's reportedly a three-year deal. There are conflicting reports. The total of the deal, I've read one that is $30 million, another one that is $34.5 million, but all the reports say it is $18.5 million guaranteed. Per our friend Zach Stevens of thednvr.com, Patrick is now the 22nd highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. With that... You think the Broncos got a big bargain here? Not a big bargain, but I think they got a solid bargain. Yeah, I do too. I, I do mean, too. Th- th- this isn't a steal, but it's it, it's it's good value here, and it's even good value in terms of how it fits in their long term planning. Because if you kind of we we t- we alluded to Jerry Judy earlier, but this is a three year contract. And you know what happens at the end of the of that three years, assuming the Broncos pick up the fifth year option on Jerry Judy. At the end of the at the of those three years is when Judy would be due for his second contract. Right. It's there's some good long term planning going on here. Explain that, that. Explain that again, so everybody understands it. Okay. Specifically so, me. Yeah, Tim Patrick. Yeah. He signed. He signed. He will have signed a three year deal. It's a great terms. He'll put his. John Hancock, or as Tommy Boy Callahan would say, is Herbie Hancock on the on the paper shortly. So it's 2022, 2023, 2024. Now, Jerry Judy is in the second year of a four-year contract. So he has two more years after this one. As a first-round pick, the Broncos can pick up a fifth-year option on him at not as cheap as a rookie deal, but a relatively cost-controlled contract. And so that means Jerry Judy if the Broncos pick up the fifth-year option, would not be in position for his second contract until 2025, which is right after this Tim Patrick contract expires. That's the kind. Of, so it's possible that the planning here could involve Tim Patrick getting an outlay, but then in 25, Bronc- maybe Pat, they move on from Patrick, and then Jerry Judy signs a big contract. Okay. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago, um, we were out at training camp. And, you know, at training camp, you, you talk to a bunch of guys early and you talk to a bunch of starters when they're walking off the field. And then eventually, you know, you're kind of running out of guys to talk to. And you're thinking, who's this guy? Who's this guy? But, you know, shoot, we'll just talk to this guy. I remember talking to one of the Broncos PR guys because we'd basically run out of starters to talk to. And Tim Patrick was doing some nice things in training in training camp. And but it's not like he was doing things where you're like, wow. I mean, every year there is a 
a um, is there's a guy at training camp. He just you know pops off the field, and you're like, man, this guy is you know the training camp darling is the term that everybody uses. Often a wide receiver too, because it's right. the most visible. Now Tim Patrick, I don't I don't remember him being a training camp darling. He had, he had a nice camp, but he wasn't a training camp darling. With that, Les and I were doing the show together. We walked up to one of the Broncos PR guys and we said, is there anybody on this roster who we haven't talked to that isn't necessarily a starter that has a great story that we can interview this guy? Not necessarily. We'll talk to him about making the team and how his camp has gone and yada, yada, yada. But just a guy who has a great story. And the PR person said to me, you need to talk to Tim Patrick. And his story is great. And with that, even though Tim told me his story, I don't remember all of it. So why don't you just tell us? I don't know all. Well, well okay. Then, 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 I'll say, then I'll say it briefly. His college career could not have been any more checkered. Bouncing back and forth to different schools, and he was always injured. Always injured. But this guy had talent, but he could never stay healthy. Does that sound about right? Yes. I mean, I didn't know if you were going to talk about the fact that, like, for example, when he was his first year in the league, yeah. he lived with the Bulls family. Yeah. Like when he when he was on the Broncos practice squad in 2017, of course, Patrick, like Garrett Bowles, played at the University of Utah. Right. And so he the Broncos cut him, brought it, put him on their practice squad, and he was very quietly uh, you know, kind of being brought along in 2017 and to say and to save money and just it was a t- you know teammate looking out for a teammate. He lived with Garrett and Natalie Bowles for a, for a season. Right. Just, just to put his college career into perspective, he appeared in 22 games, started 23 during his three seasons at Utah. All right. But he missed 17 games due to injuries during his time in Utah. Yeah. So you look you look at his stats. 2014 and 2016 and none of those numbers really jump off the page specifically his first year he had 16 catches his first year at Utah second year better year 45 catches a little over 700 yards 16 yards per catch five touchdowns good numbers but I mean they they don't jump off the page at you and then he signs with Baltimore undrafted free agent rookie okay he was waived he was waived within like two and a half months. Signs with San Francisco, claimed by the 49ers. He was waived a month later, and then he winds up with the Broncos, a guy with a ton of talent, but no place he could call home. And now right. he has and, a home. And he did not join the Broncos until midseason of his of 2017. That was his rookie year. Like he he you know how like sometimes you'll have it cut at the at the cuts there'll be a guy okay we got to bring him in right away get him on get a get him even on our practice squad or claim him for our 53 at cutdown that wasn't tim patrick i mean t- tim patrick was he came in at mid at mid season he actually got cut from the broncos practice squad right in november of 2017 so not only did the 49ers and ravens cut him the broncos cut him right. at one point so that's that that tells you at one point that they thought he was eminently disposable. Right. And, and I, then, and then he, and he even when he, he got back on the team, 
he never made it onto the 53 man roster as a rookie that he was. So he was a reserve future signee early in 2018. And, you know, it's funny, the Broncos have had probably had remarkable luck compared to other teams with reserve future guys. Cause for example, Shelby Harris, the reserve future guy at right. one point. That's how he came to Denver. Right. I, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong, but I thought I remembered that. Remember, this interview is a long time ago. I can't remember if Utah was his original school. I thought he was someplace else and then went to Utah. Something happened. But his career was just, you know, single parent home, yada, right. yada, right, all, all of that yeah. stuff. But I'm, I don't I don't remember, I don't, I'm not sure, somebody can probably correct me, but I don't know why it's still in my head that Utah was not the first school that he was going to go to. Something he happened, went, I thought, with another school. He went to, well, I think he was a junior college guy. There we go. Yes. There we go. And in fact, I just, I just look, I was, I, I'm thinking, and I just confirm it. Grossmont College, right, is where he started, and then he, and he actually, and, and then he, uh, and then he transferred to Utah, right, out of JUCO. And I can't remember why he left that JUCO, but something happened there too. Yeah, but he made it to Utah. By the way, he actually had, he actually was a double major at Utah. Okay. Sociology and human development and family studies. Well, he has enough money to support that family now. <laughs> yeah, he does. And you know what? And th- and that's the thing. Like with for Tim Patrick, maybe he could have rolled the dice and gotten more on the market. But he wouldn't have gotten a it, ton more. He wouldn't have gotten a ton. It wasn't worth it. Yeah, I mean, would he have got? Maybe he would have gotten, say, another seven to eight million dollars in guaranteed money. Yeah. But eighteen eighteen million dollars for what he's been through, yep. And his and again that. single single parent home has yep. some siblings to take care of. That's life changing money, right? I for re- him and 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 future generations and Patrick and Tim Patrick. He's not a guy who's going to probably who's going to squander it. And he's, he's a, a guy who's going to save. And I'll it. tell you this. I mean, listen. A lot of our listeners and viewers certainly don't know Tim Patrick. I can't say that I know him well. But I remember after doing that interview, I would walk up to him in the locker room and chat with him quite a bit. He's just a nice, humble kid. Mm -hmm. And I remember after that interview, I do remember this. Tim Patrick walked away and I looked at Les and I said, that's the type of guy you root for to make the team. Mm -hmm. Even as a media member, you want to see this guy have success and good for him. Coming up after the break. We are in the bye week, right? But we're going to make our Broncos predictions for the rest of the season. Like, how many games are they going to win? You think Drew Locke might start? Is Vic Fangio going to survive? That's next. Start the show, then you spot a fine woman sitting in your row. She's dressed in yellow. She says, hello, come sit next to me, you fine fellow. You run over there without a second to lose. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, Don't pay retail, pay wholesale and go with a company that has 
the best lumber out there. I mean, you've seen it. You've seen it at Empower Field. You have seen it at Coors Field. Great lumber, great pricing. Don't spend too much. Go wholesale. Don't spend retail. Don't go to those big box stores. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products. You can find them online at rmfp.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. Okay, let's make some predictions. We're not going to get to all of them. We'll get to some next week. We're not going to get to our entire list. But let's start it off with this as we are at the bye week. They have seven games to play. How many games are they going to win? Four. Oh, okay. So they four go four, three. they go four and three the rest of the way. Yeah, they're going they're they're going to go four and three. I think they will take care of of business against the Lions and the the Bengals who are kind of teetering right now, and against their division foes they will go two and three. Yeah, you know what the funny thing is? I said oh too quickly, but you know what? That's where I was going to go anyway. So yeah. it's, it's it's going to be three and four or four and three either way. It's not going to be good enough to make the playoffs. At least, no, I don't, at least I don't believe it will, and that leads me to my next thing. Do you think Vic Fangio survives the season? Not if they miss the playoffs. Right, and I think that how those seven games pan out, I think will determine if he does survive the season. And what I mean by that is, um, and you and I talked about it the day the news came out, the NFL now says that you can interview candidates on Zoom starting on December 27th. And if the Broncos are out of it, if I'm George Payton, I take advantage of that time to interview candidates. See, I think actually the way it's going to go is they're going to, in the four weeks after the bye, give everybody hope. Because I think they'll win three of their first four games after the bye. I think they'll beat the Chargers at home, lose to the Chiefs, then beat the Lions and the Bengals, and then lose two of the last three down the stretch. So you and that would be, and you, that would mean they would not be getting rid of Vic Fangio before the end of the season. Right. It, it depends how yeah. things pan out with how those seven games play out. If they lose three games in a row. For the sake of argument, if they lose to the Chargers and the Chiefs, right, then they're sitting at five and seven. One more loss, and that's it. Yeah, I think they would. I, I don't think they would. They, they would. They would wait uh, very long. At, and really, the, the magic number might be loss number eight. Right. After I agree. Loss, loss number eight might be where they just say it's time. But I think there's a real chance that loss number eight happens. Maybe in a do or die game in week 18 against the Chiefs. It is my understanding, and I've talked about it on the air, there's a playoff mandate. It's not about record, it's making the playoffs. That's what it is for Vic Fangio. Now, granted, they go 7 and 10 and they make the playoffs. George might change his mind. He yeah. seems like the type of guy George does, and I can't claim that I know him all that well. But from what I have been told, he is a man of his word. He has given Vic Fangio what he has needed on defense, did the best that he could for him on offense. And I don't think he wants to be a guy who makes a promise and then break it. There are 
more than a few GMs uh, recently in Denver sports history that wouldn't even think twice about doing that. I think George Payton is a good man. Forget about being, I believe, a pretty good talent evaluator. I think he's a good man. And there's there's value to him letting Vic Fangio kind of play out and say letting this season play out for him. And there's value to giving Vic Fangio every shot. Like like you mentioned. What's the value if he's not coming back? Well, no. The value is that other coaches who you might interview will look at how George Payton handled this season and say, okay, that's a guy that I think I can work with here. Because everything that Vic Fangio asked for, he got. He got the veteran quarterback that he and the staff identified as what they felt was going to be an upgrade on Drew Locke. He got the help at corner, both in the draft and in free agency. He got he got Shelby Harris back. He got Justin Simmons back. All, all of these core moves, guys using his yeah. words. He wanted to bring back his core guys. You know what? Right. He made a statement today saying Tim Patrick is one of our core guys. He hasn't done that yet, and he may not do it with Cortland Sutton, but he did do that with Tim Patrick. Well, they, they have time on Cortland Sutton, and the thing is, because Cortland Sutton's contract is going to be at minimum seventeen and a half to eighteen million dollars a year minimum. That's probably at the low end, based on the going rate for for top line receivers. That means you can say, "All right, we could do a one year franchise tag on nineteen point one million dollars for the twenty twenty two season." And kind of give a chance to kind of figure this out, figure out what our plan is going to be at quarterback. Because you're going to pro, you may be making that call on Cortland Sutton on a franchise tag before you know if you're able to trade for a top level veteran like an Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson, or whether you're going to say, all right, we're going to go into the draft pool and we're going to and we're going to either bring back Bridgewater or sign somebody else to be uh, the veteran. Bridge quarterback, but either way, you're giving you're giving whoever the quarterback everything he could want in terms of pass catching targets. You get you got Jerry Judy. You're gonna have the speed guy back in KJ Hamler. You have you have Tim Patrick who catches everything and doesn't fumble and doesn't drop it. And then you have Cortland Sutton who can go on the nine ball and win those jump balls. You, you what more could you want if you're a quarterback in terms of? the receiving compliment, not to mention you've got tight ends who can catch the ball as well, who are probably being underutilized. Okay, let's move to the next one. Drew Locke, you think he starts at any point this season barring an injury to Bridgewater? Based on how I kind of have the season going, which is, like I said, I think they do kind of marshal a bit of a rally here in the first few weeks after the bye. Barring injury, I think Teddy goes the distance. I do too. And here's the thing: at least th- this coaching staff has made it pretty clear Drew Locke is not the guy. Another coaching staff might say, "Well, I think we can do things with Drew Locke to make him better." If we're being completely honest here, let's say the Broncos are out of the playoffs um, with two weeks to go in the season. I suppose you could start Drew Locke, but at the end of the day, all you're doing is is giving him the opportunity to put some stuff on tape. 
because this is not going to be a two-week audition. I think George Payton probably has his mind made up as well. You know, we put a lot of this on Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer not playing Drew Locke. I am sure that George Payton has had some input in on that as well, even though he does probably let his coaches coach. He does let his coaches coach, but George Payton could any time could have said, I'd like Drew Locke to play. I'd like to get him out there. Well, you know what? He had an opportunity. He had an opportunity to do it in the Cleveland game. Yeah, and and, and there was not every opportunity to push there at at any other point, and that hasn't been the move they've made. And the other thing that kind of comes into this, let's say you're not getting a veteran in the next few months and you are going into the young quarterback pool, and let's say it's a new new head coach that's, that's part of that. What is the real value and upside on Drew Locke here? Because he's in the last year of his contract. So if he, let's say he, if he has a, 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 a mid-tier season next year, is that really enough to where you're going to say, okay, we're going to give you a, bit, a big contract and see where you go? Or are you better, are you better served by, by starting the clock with a first-round quarterback Getting and basically starting a five-year cost-controlled window where you're able to kind of build the team around him. Because as we've seen a, a lot of times in the last decade plus, sometimes your best chance to re- to really push for a title can be when you've got a young cost-controlled quarterback who's figured it out and you've built everything else around him. That may well if the Broncos can't trade for Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, if they identify. Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral, Malik Willis as somebody they say we can build around, that might be their best play. Well, then who's the veteran quarterback on the roster? It may well be Teddy Bridgewater for a year. Well, he's not going to sign a one-year deal. Well, you could maybe sign a a two-year deal that effectively has all the guarantees in year one. Right. I would agree with that. Maybe maybe what you could do is it would be – think of, say, a Teddy Bridgewater deal that could be – Two years, forty-eight million, with about with say twenty-nine million guaranteed. So I don't know. I don't know if you'd have to pay Teddy that much. Okay, well, let's say two years, forty million. Then two years, forty million. I I still don't think you have to pay him that much. But okay, that's what that's the deal he got. He twenty million a year is what he got from Carolina. I understand that. So let's say two. Let's say two years. And again, right now he's the best free agent quarterback on the market in the spring. Because it's a fallow market. Yeah, so let's say two years, 40 million, 25 guaranteed. And effectively, that means it's a one year contract. And if you need him for year two, you bring him back. And if not, then yeah, it's $5 million of dead money. You save 15 million and you hand the baton to right. Matt Corral or Kenny Pickett or Sam Howell or whoever. Well, so a couple of things with that. First of all, you want Teddy Bridgewater mentoring your young quarterback. You just do. Yes, you do. Okay. You do. With that, you don't want Drew Locke mentoring your quarterback because he wants to play. He, he he believes his career is just starting, and truthfully, it is, in theory, just starting. But something that we have learned about George Payton is he is the guy that will give mercy. Von Miller traded him to a team that he wanted to go to. Yeah. He is a core guy. Did, the, did right by Tim Patrick. Did right by... Uh, Shelby Harris did right by Justin Simmons. 
Drew Locke needs a change of scenery, and I am guessing Drew Locke wants a change of scenery. I'm guessing when he walks into that building every day, like a prisoner with a box of chalk, he puts that chalk on the wall thinking, how many more days do I have to be here? I wouldn't be surprised if it's something like that. And so I do, and I do think that if, if this kind of plan that we're talking about comes to fruition, that there will be a very quiet trade of Drew Locke at some point in the spring, probably for, probably for a low day three pick. You know where I'm not. Yep. You're not getting much back. No, I agree. All right, coming up after the break, I know college football isn't big here in the state of Colorado. Buffs aren't playing well. Colorado State isn't playing well. Get that. But we almost, or I don't want to say almost, we could have some major, major developments in the college football playoff, according to Dan Patrick. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, <laughs> Mason, watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. By the way, I want to uh, read you a report from our friend Benjamin Albright. Are you taking pictures? Uh, my daughter is doing rabbit ears behind my uh, head, and I was taking a picture of it. Nice. Uh, yes. That sounded great. Yeah, I bet it did. Put put her, put her on the air. I want I want to ask her how she. Charlotte, she's... we're live. You got anything you want to say? Yeah. This is radio. You have to say something. It's dead air. I have the weekend. Are you having? <laughs> and you... I have three days off of school next week. Yeah. Can, can you can you hear me, Charlotte? No, I have a headset on. Oh, okay. Actually, you know what, Charlotte? Where are you going tomorrow? What 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 are you going to see tomorrow? Badgers game. Yep. Oh, really? We're going to Wisconsin, Nebraska here in town. Really? How yes. much fun is that? If you have never been to a Wisconsin game, it is an absolute hoot. Oh, that that is second. a that is a trip worth taking. Yeah, it's her second game this year. She's uh, she's excited, hoping for a little better result this time because the last game she went to, they played Michigan and they got stomped. Did, so, well, make sure they don't pass her up the the uh, stadium. Oh, I, I will. We're actually we're actually about uh, ten rows from the top of the uh, of the lower deck. So there's only so if, if she gets passed up, there's only so far she can go. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> be a good father. Make sure nobody grabs her. Uh, got a report here from our friend Benjamin Albright saying that the Tim Patrick contract does not mean they are out on Cortland Sutton. Uh, uh, quoting Benjamin, they are still very much in the in the uh, arena of trying to get a long term deal done. If both sides can make the numbers work, so yeah, number the, making the numbers work is key. That's but the, the key. thing is, they they have time, and the franchise tag does give them a chance to buy time. Like if they don't like, if they don't have something done by late February, 
the tag could be, as we've seen with some past Broncos, a path to a long-term term deal. Or it could be play one year on it and see if he recovers, and then you work on a, long, a long-term deal potentially beyond that. But I, I would expect Tim Patrick to be, or pardon me, Cortland Sutton, to be back in a Broncos uniform next year. I don't have much doubt that's going to happen. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, other news and notes. Nikola Jokic is out tonight, per Mike Malone. Quoting Malone, I don't think this is anything that is a long-term situation, but we will have to wait and see. Yeah, this is uh, – and, and you know what? If it helps Jokic get past this wrist injury and get healthy, that's fine. So you're so you're punting this game tonight, basically. That's well, okay. Well, wait a How did they do the last time without Jokic, MPJ, and Will Barton? The the as you know the Bulls are a much better team than the Pacers are right now. I understand that. Listen, did you think the Broncos would beat the Cowboys? How about the I didn't Broncos? Think, yeah, exactly. I did not think the Broncos would beat the Cowboys, but I would Don't say give up. Don't the, give up hope. the chances. I'm not giving up. I'm just saying the Nuggets' chances of winning tonight probably about twenty percent. Okay. All right. Time now for what's trending. What's Trending, presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. Dan Patrick reported today the college football playoffs could be expanded to 12 teams as early as next season, and if not, then by 2025. Well, Brett McMurphy, a college football analyst who works, I believe, for the Action Network, he got his panties in his bunch and was like, uh-uh, that's an erroneous report. That's false reporting. The earliest this could happen is 2024 because of television contracts. I don't know who's right, but at the end of the day, let's talk about it. With that, let's say the number is 12. Is that the right amount of teams for you, Mace? I know you wanted like 24 teams. I still want 24 because I like the structure of every conference winner getting in. And no. then the rest being at largest. No. But I know that's not going to Every happen. conference winner? Are yes. you kidding? Yes. Come What's wrong on. With that? At the end of the day, the final four is likely going to involve Alabama and Ohio State anyway. Let's just not drag this on any more than it needs to be dragged on. Well, this is, look, I, I want the bowl system to die or at most have some bowls that are a part of a playoff, but the bowl cartel, it's ridiculous. A lot of the games are pointless that, 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 that needs to go by the wayside. The, I think the mistake that a lot of people make is in thinking that the playoff is about, is solely about the champion. It's also about the games along the way. The thing that makes March madness great is it is UMBC over Virginia. It's Weber state over North Carolina. It's Lehigh, or Mercer over Duke. It's that unbelievable what those boys did. Yeah, that possibility is is what make is what makes March Madness special. And the possibility and look, would it happen all the time? No, but every so often you're gonna ha- you're you're gonna have a a Western Kentucky pulling off a first round upset. Not in football. And, not and in have basketball's have different. You have 24 teams in the FCS playoff anyway, so why can't FBS have 24? Listen, I'm sorry. A team from the Mid-American Conference should not get a representative. Please. Why not? Why not? Because they shouldn't. Why not? They, uh, th- no, they shouldn't. What's the reason why? 
It's not necessary. It's a, it's an F, it's an FBS conference. You know what? That's great. So what I think they should do is have six conference winners and six at-large teams. I got news for you. If Buffalo or Ball State are, I don't know, 10 and one, they'll probably be an at-large team. Let them get in that way. I'm sorry, we don't need to see the Toledo Rockets automatically in. Come on. Really? Why not? Listen, this well, look, this it, isn't it, socialism. Everybody doesn't get a chance. If to, it were socialism, they they'd be e- everything would be equal. It shouldn't not, be. Look, it shouldn't not be equal because they're because one of them is going to be about the going to be if you seed everyone one to twenty four, that team's going to be about seed twenty four, having to go play seed number nine in round one. Like the year silly. that CU, the it's year silly. that CU went to the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah. If you had done a playoff that year, they would have been about team number 10 playing Western Kentucky in the first round. What's more exci- What's more exciting? Going down and playing the Alamo Bowl, a bowl game, who cares, no consequences whatsoever, or having a play- imagine a playoff game, a first-round playoff game at Folsom Field on a Friday night right before Christmas. Would have been awesome. You know what? Sunbelt Conference, sorry. Conference USA, not a chance. Uh, Pac-12, Big 12, Big 10, SEC, I'm with you on that. ACC, yes. I'll even go as far as, say, the Mountain West should have a representative. But not well, actually, Mid-American. The, the not Mid-American. Been, the American's been better than the Mountain West. What you should do after the Big 12 t- took its teams, if you're going to do that, have the Mountain West and American have one team one team between them. The, I could agree. The I American agree Conference should have a team. Look what Cincinnati's doing. I'm with right. you on that. Memphis has done well. UCF's done well, et cetera. There you go. Okay. Fine. But but I'm sorry. The, the Sun Belt's not getting a representative. The Georgia State Panthers are not playing for the national championship. Well, you're playing in the first round. You're probably not getting the national title. But the thing is, All right, but well, the playoff, you never know. They could be the next George Mason. Why not? The playoff is a playoffs. A playoff, playoffs. Playoffs. Is a, possibility it's a it's a you know what part of it is and and i'm okay you may say i'm a dreamer but as uh as john lennon would say i'm not the only one okay i like the i'm a realist i'm not a dreamer i'm pragmatic when practice starts on some ungodly hot day in august that at every team's practice they can they can sit there and say you know if we win our games we we win our conference. We could be the we could theoretically be the team hoisting the trophy at the end. I think ultimately it would bring more balance to college football. This isn't Star to. Wars. We don't need more balance to the force. Everybody does not need to get in. You know what? If you want to play for if you want to play for a national title, then go play for the SMU Mustangs. Don't play for the Akron Zips. Not. What's what's wrong with spreading the dream out? It's not necessary. Too many games. Too many games. And oh by and oh by the way, okay. Oh, oh wait, hold on a second. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on. You, so you have the conference champions from seven conferences, whatever it is. I'll I'll go with the American Conference, ACC, Mountain West, Big Twelve, Pac Twelve, Big Ten, SEC. 
That's seven. So seven. And I and I and by the way, an independent's going to get in, and that's probably going to be Notre Dame. Seven seven teams, and then five at-large teams. Do not tell me, okay, that a team like Michigan or a team like Georgia is not going to get in because the Akron Zips have to have a spot. I'm not saying that they would have a spot in a 12-team tournament. That's why it'd be 24. That's silly. If you have 24, you've got plenty of room for number 15 Michigan to get in. Okay. Okay. What do we have coming up on? uh, Playoffs are exciting. Playoffs? Exciting. Playoffs? Coming up on Just In Case You Missed It, speaking of college football, some good matchups tomorrow, a couple of rivalries, a big game tonight for the team in Colorado that you didn't mention, Eric, the best college team in the state right now, and maybe a little bit of uh, a bad omen for the Cleveland Guardians today. We'll talk about that next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Yo, what's happening now? I see the sun breaking down into dark clouds And a vision of you standing out in the crowd So Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason Presented by Silter Har Mazda A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda Find them at sthmazda.com Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk Here's Eric and Andrew Welcome back, Afternoon Drive Goodman, Mason, watch us, milehighsports.com You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town, two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Masterpiece Roofing. Find out how Masterpiece can get your insurance company to pay for your roof. Call 720-242-6404 or go to masterpieceroofing.com today. Just in case you missed it, big game tonight in college football for the Air Force Falcons and Nevada. They are playing both 7-3, and three, both near the top of the Mountain West And it's a huge game between two offenses that could not be more different. The Air Force offense passes for under 100 yards a game, rushes for over 300 yards a game. The Nevada (laughs) offense passes for over 350 yards a game, rushes for under 100 yards a game. Which unbalanced attack would you have more confidence in? Air, Air Force can, and we see it time and again, punches above their weight can discombobulate an opponent and the thing with air force is they're so hard to prepare for because what they do is so so different than all but basically two other schools in in fbs so i mean i i'll take air force i'll take air force as well although uh, the interesting thing tonight of course is uh, this is it's a big it's a big game it's always good to watch air force but you get a chance to uh, check out carson strong another quarterback who's going to be in the conversation here as you get into this into the springtime Carson Strong of course this year 28 touchdowns seven picks uh, for Nevada so keep an eye on him tonight senior night for the Wolf Pack as well so that could give him a little extra juice 
Just in case you missed it, college football games tomorrow. Number seven, Michigan State taking on number four, Ohio State. Possibly, probably the biggest game of the day, at least the only game between two top ten teams. Also, eight and two, SMU at 10 and 0, Cincinnati, who's right now sitting at number five, just outside that four team college football playoff. Also, a big rivalry game in the Pac 12, UCLA at USC. And then a ranked Pac-12 game between number three, Oregon, and number 23, Utah. Any matchups pique your interest in Saturday's college games? I find it kind kind of interesting that Michigan State handed out one of the richest contracts in college football history. And the guy who got the contract, his team is a 19-point underdog to Ohio State. Yeah, the, look. That like Voldemort, contract, I can't say yeah. his name after what he did to Colorado. Just call him Midnight Mill. Just call no, him Midnight Mill. I'm calling him Voldemort. Oh, I shouldn't have said that's what he. That's what he will remain. You know, and and I mean, this is all about they didn't want to see him go to LSU, so they ponied up for a deal. But it could be, it, it could be a very preemptive deal. I mean, Michigan State's kind of putting itself at. Uh, at some level of risk here on this contract, because uh, what if what Michigan State has accomplished is a little bit of a of a false positive, as Vic Fangio might say, because this the Spartans program, to their credit this year, was able to use the transfer window and the super senior window based on uh, last year's COVID season. They were able to use a unique set of circumstances. Well, are they going to be able to sustain it as things get back to normal? I think that's a very valid question of what Mel Tucker has done in East Lansing. By the way, very nice picture of you and your daughter that you just posted on Twitter. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. By the way, during the commercial break, she came in and she wanted to dance to YMCA. So we were doing YMCA here in the the office where I'm doing the show uh, during the break. Are you better doing the Y, the M, the C, or the A? Oh, I'm all four letters. Well, I know, but which one is your strongest? Oh well, I, I'd have you know what I'd have to go with A, A for Andrew, although M for Mason. So or A for know. Atlanta, as in the hat that you're yeah. wearing again. But you know, it, it's easy for Charlotte C. She can just be the C. There you go. You can also be the M, Charlotte Mason. You got anything else for us? I, I don't. Oh. <laughs> A true Renaissance man. Yes, he is. Just in case you missed it, the Cleveland Guardians made merchandise with the new team nickname available today, and they started the new era of Cleveland baseball with a bang as the sign bearing that new nickname fell from above the team's store at Progressive Field and smashed on the sidewalk. Seems like a bit of a bad omen for the Guardians. Kind of makes me think of a bad omen here for the Broncos when John Elway introduced Case Keenum as Case Keesum. We saw how that turned out. It seemed like maybe it wasn't meant to be from the beginning. Any other bad omens in sports that you can think of that uh, preceded some negative outcomes? Yes, I can. 1969, the Chicago Cubs were playing the New York Mets. The Cubs had a huge lead going into the final month of the season. Ron Santo, the late Ron Santo, was in the on-deck circle at Shea Stadium when a black cat ran in front of him, and the Cubs collapsed again. Yeah, that that's one that that's the one that jumps out for me. But it doesn't. When you have something like that happen, it doesn't mean it's always done. Because Ron Rivera, when he took over as Carolina's head coach, 
as he was getting set for his press conference, a light getting for his opening statement, a light actually fell from the ceiling of the press conference, uh, the team press conference slash team meeting room where he was introduced in Carolina. Was that a bad omen? No, because they won a few division titles and went to a Super Bowl on his watch. So sometimes you can overcome the bad omen. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. There you go. I believe that's a song. It is. Kelly Clarkson. There you go. Yeah, nice. Well, she beat Justin Guarini in uh, American Idol, so, you know, it didn't kill her, but it did make her stronger, right? You could say that. Yeah. Mace... I want to tell you about Masterpiece Roofing. I just do because they do amazing work. They're going to fight your insurance company to make sure that the insurance company is going to pay for your roof. They recently voted Denver's best roofing company. Go to MasterpieceRoofing.com. Nolan, you were simply marginal today. As for you, Danny, all week, you crushed it. Mace, your daughter was the highlight of the show. From yeah, Madison. Uh, yeah, I, I was suboptimal. As for me, I just can't get out of my own way. I'm an unmade bed. But I'm going to go into the weekend feeling marginal about my performance on this show. Make Enjoy it, your 36 holes of golf, by the way. That's yeah, going to be a little cold tomorrow, but Sunday's going to be good. All Sunday's right. going to be good. Make it the best possible weekend you can. To